0: I'm Lucia. I'm Elena. And this is an
1: Inconvenient Podcast. And this is an Inconvenient Podcast.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Elena, for the backup. (laughs) Do you want to go first
1: this time? Sure. I will go first with my um, thorn. So, I didn't. I'm sure you heard about this, Lucia. But there was a massive glacier burst in um, India. Yeah. This just happening on Sunday. Um, so so far, 36 people are dead and nearly 200 are missing. I've I've seen like varying reports about how many people are missing, but like the most I'm coming across is 197. So they what pretty much happened and which was really crazy is that so in this area of India which is in the north uh western part of India I'm gonna believe that's right yes the northwestern part of India um their their monsoon season is in the summer months and so it's not actually right now usually they're most worried about flash floods and something like a glacier burst happening um in the summer months when they have all that rain uh right now it was, a, like, it was a clear, sunny day. There was no reason for them to have any concern about this happening. And suddenly there was just this massive flood running down um, the Himalaya Mountains. Um, wow. And it, like, right at the top took out tons of people, um, trees, uh, and as it flooded downward, then the people in the lower communities were all told to evacuate as fast as they could. And... Um, It also hit two um, hydropower plants, and that was really dangerous. So these hydropower plants work with the dams uh, pretty much, and one was smaller, the other one's larger, but these people, all these workers were there when it happened, and a lot of them are now um, missing or stuck in tunnels uh, that are now currently. Jesus, like right
0: now at this moment. Right, at this moment.
1: So some people have been like... They've been rescued. other people um, they're still stuck in these tunnels and people like rescue people are like just digging, trying to dig them out. Um, because with, with flash floods from um, glacial bursts, uh, the, the, the like, there's just rubble that comes with it, right. So mm-hmm. it, and it, as it cascades down the mountain, it's almost like an avalanche of like rubble and water and mud and it can just t- it just wipes out everything. Um, so yeah, currently right now they're still in this situation and um what i they weren't exactly sure how this happened since it was in monsoon season and there's a lot of retreating glaciers in the himalayas right now as we learned and um and i guess for people who don't know whatever a re- retreating glacier is it's just like it's it's like imagine like a big ice block right and as as temperatures rise it just starts to like melt more and it starts to like recede into itself and as it recedes into itself it sometimes creates these these glacial lakes which is often where um glacial lake outbursts or where a lot of flash floods will come from which is what they originally thought this would be but um yeah which is which Which is really crazy but hopefully um more people can be found and they can dig them out fast enough i guess um but it is it is uh like a circumstance of climate change that uh we aren't impacted by right because we live we live in the midwest yeah. right but uh this has been happening for basin. a while for for a while over there so yeah
0: wow so, so in the northwest of india
1: yeah it's i was i feel like i just can't pronounce the the name of the area it's like um Uttarakhand, Uttarakhand, um which is if, getting my directions right is in the north northern western part of india um okay and in 2013 they also had a massive um flash flood that was a lot more um uh violent than this time around um and that might have been because like this time around it it was this like freak kind of accident but before that was like an actual burst and it led to like massive flooding and tons of death and displacement so um yeah, there's been discussions now about how India should be able to handle this stuff in the future. Um, hmm. And I didn't I didn't read it. There was an art New York Times article that was just like how India could have been prepared for this. <laughs> and I but
0: how do you prepare for this? I mean, I don't
1: know. I mean, I guess like if if it happens in the monsoon season, you know, the preparations then can just transfer over to the other seasons, too. Like, yeah. I guess that's their point but i don't know for sure if you guys want to read about what india did wrong i guess there's that piece out there
0: (laughs) yeah i mean i guess just don't live under like a mountain (laughs) which isn't really an option for a lot of people that's an interesting thing because it's like so the the big focus on climate migration is mostly on coasts but living I mean living like at the base of a mountain is pretty dangerous also
1: yeah especially in those areas yeah Um, and I yeah I you know a lot of areas by the Himalayas at the base of the Himalayas they like their like source of water during the monsoon season is the monsoon season right but like when it's when it's not monsoon season, then they kind of are hoping for like um, you know these glacial lakes and things. So as they recede, these people are going to have less access mm. to water. So that's an important. It's you know as we know, climate change is just like th- like weather and fluctuations, and um, there could be tons of flooding, and then there could also be just complete drought in like the same yeah. area. <laughs> Yes. Dang. Anyway, that That's was my thorn. that was a That's big a, real a big scraggly thorn. So I'm sorry, it was sad. Um, but I thought we needed to know, and it is an ongoing um, news event. So keep keep checking it out and such. Anyway, Lucia,
0: I'm I'm <laughs> glad you did that one because I I saw it in the news, but I didn't really look into it. So I. I only knew the headline and I didn't know the heartbreak.
1: Yeah. And by the time this is published, this episode is published, maybe everything will be better. Yeah. Maybe climate change will be solved. <laughs>
0: if, yeah. If we come up with our next episode in
1: 2030, <laughs> not more like 2050, 2060. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, my,
0: uh, my article is uh, it's a poop one. Oh, we can have a little segment jingle called uh, "Poop Time," uh,
1: Poop and Time. <laughs> <laughs> it goes something like this: "Poop Time."
0: Um, okay, so the it's just, both of mine are from the Guardian. You know, they're just crushing it all the time, twenty four seven. Sometimes I don't know if their headlines are like headlines, but yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. the 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 name of this one is "If White People Were Still Here." Quote, if white people were here, this wouldn't happen, unquote, the majority of the majority of black town flooded with sewage. Um, oh, wait, so hold both, on,
1: Lucia, one second. I'm gonna take off my sweater.
0: Okay. Take Elena's taking off her sweater. Okay, so there's um, a nearly all black town with about five thousand residents in southern Illinois called Centerville. And it's about a twelve minute drive from downtown St. Louis. So keep that in mind while I'm giving you the rest of this information. So they've been dealing with persistent flooding and sewage overflow issues for decades. And I mean like really disgusting sewer overflows. Like after it rains, it smells like crap in the air. Um, I'm just going to stick to poop. It smells like poop in the air. Um, And like after it rains, there will be flooding that like floods people's lawns and houses. And there will be like... Bits of soggy toilet paper and human waste slicks uh, on the grass and like kids don't play outside anymore and gardens don't grow. That's how this What? That's crazy. Yeah. It's like really disgusting. Sounds
1: dystopian.
0: It's literally dystopian. It's sort of. um, So this issue is it sounds like similar to Flint and not like uh, as bad as Flint, but in terms of like what the local government the local government being neglectful to um uh a mostly black town. Um so like the water tastes bad and people don't drink from the taps anymore. Like the sewer system's just super messed up. They're only drinking bottled water. Um and people are really worried about the long-term health effects and elect the elected officials and utility companies basically won't do anything about it and they've known about these issues for a really long time. Um, so this is obviously like a major environmental justice issue. Um, the town is one of the poorest in the United States on um, the medium, the medium income, the median, medium income, median income,
1: medium, median. medium, medium, medium
0: income is less than $15,000 a year. So that means that half of the re- residents are below the poverty line and um, they and um, You know, residents of the community are saying this and they're 100 percent correct that if these same issues were happening in like a wealthier white area, like they would have been addressed Mm -hmm. years ago. Um, So two nonprofits are helping residents file a lawsuit um, alleging that the local politicians and sewer authority failed to invest in repairs and maintenance despite being aware of the problems. Um, and the lawsuit isn't seeking compensation. They literally just want, like, the improvements to infrastructure to happen so there isn't this, like, disgusting sewer overflow every time it rains. Um, and the mayor is a defendant in, the, in one of the um, lawsuits. And, like, he's aware that they're... Okay, this is what he said, and I was like, what? you're a resident in the town. So he said he's aware of the flooding issues, but he didn't know about the sewage or the drinking water issues, which just sounds like a load of bull crap.
1: Also, I'm curious, is this town like divided in any way? Like, does this mayor live in an, like in a different part? I know it's a small town, but like, yeah, you know, is, is he somewhere else that maybe that's not as much of an issue?
0: I don't think so, because it said that this system, like the sewage system is so bad that it's also causing similar issues in neighboring
1: towns. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> so, and it's such a small town that I would assume that he is um, using the same water supply. Um, maybe he just
1: likes sewer water. Maybe. <laughs> Are we going to fault him on that? <laughs>
0: Okay, that wasn't addressed. Gallons Maybe of addressed. sewage water. <laughs> Maybe his taste buds are so used to it. He's like, it tastes great. Yeah, I love it. He's like, why are you guys complaining? Yeah, I love the smell. Um, I love the smell so of yeah, shit So, yeah, the mayor's like a problem. <laughs> the residents say that he doesn't show up to meetings. Um, but to be fair, the mayor says that they need help from the government to fix mm. these issues. So, it's like a really complex issue because. um, So. Okay, so to give you context of sort of where the town is at financially, the town lost more than half of its inhabitants um, after 1970 when manufacturing jobs left, and so there. Well, like, once people leave, that's fewer people paying taxes, so like they don't have the tax dollars to pay for any infrastructural upgrades, um, and it's a low lying area of Mississippi of the Mississippi river basin. Um, so like I said, neighboring towns also have flooding issues and, um, this has been going on for like a really long time though. And it's just gone, um, on unaddressed, and, um, and the city government is just really slow at fixing like anything,
1: Do they which is have, pretty common. Do they just not have a lot of, like, does the city government just not have a lot of money then?
0: I would assume. I live in a small suburb outside of Chicago and, um, it's like super underfinanced. There's not, yeah. it's just like when there aren't a lot of people living in a place, there's not generally like a lot of extra money to fix things. And there's not
1: probably enough than tax dollars. Cause like, I guess I... I want to say that I hope that I'm saying this right but I know that like the reason that there's that there's you know maybe a larger income disparity in in um our income sorry um there's a larger inequality in infrastructure because a lot of these smaller areas and small towns have to pay for this stuff themselves via tax yeah. dollars and if the towns are you know there's more of a poverty level there or there's not as many people there then they're like when there's infrastructure problems like with sewage then um they're not going to have really the money to take care of it and that's also like so the state and the nation then they're deciding, well, we're not going to be the ones who are going to, like, handle these issues as, like, you know, a larger community effort, like, through all, like, all the towns in Illinois all pay for everybody, you know? Instead, it's, like, one town pays for itself, and that's how, like, you have all these issues.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely, uh, race is 100% involved, I'm sure, and, like, it would have been different if it was a white town, but it's also, it was interesting because I hadn't really thought about the connection between like tax dollars and population. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely has a lot to do with it. Um, but it's so severe that like the EPA should have taken action. Um, and there's just so much to neglect from like all areas. Like the EPA has known about it since 2012, but hasn't done anything about it. Um, the like local government, Local officials probably just feel like they can't do anything about it, but even the the um, water companies said that the water is fine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just,
0: yeah, it's so messed up. Because so, like, the major issue right now is that we're in a pandemic and people haven't been able to leave their homes, and so many people's houses have flooded and there's like permanent mold and permanent water damage that they can't get out. And so they're oh just gosh. like sitting in their homes, breathing in moldy air or whatever. And also like smelling poop all day, um, is really bad for your health, believe it or not. Um, cause you're like breathing in bacteria yeah. and you can get GI illness from that, like from drinking water. Um, yeah, believe it or not, this is a direct quote from the article, living in close contact with raw sewage can cause health problems. Oh,
1: really? Believe it or Tell not. Tell that to the mayor who's been drinking it yeah. and liking it. The
0: mayor's <laughs> like, no, no, no.
1: Um, I, I I don't know if this is in the article at all, Lucia, but I was is there like chemicals that are also going into their supply that it's coming up from like... You know, maybe if they're by farms or anything like that, pesticides, is that running into their into their drinking water? It didn't water? say
0: anything about that in the article, but, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that'd probably. be interesting
1: to look into. Just, like, if yeah. sewage is already an issue, like, I'm sure there's other...
0: Oh, yeah. I'm issues. sure people are, like, using pesticides on their lawns for weeds. Well, at this... I don't know about this town. It sounds like people probably are, even have just have given up on their lawns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, like, there's... A, well, yeah, so, um, like, it's, it's costly to people because when their houses flood and everything, like, it, every time it rains, their houses get damaged or they're their um yards get mass- their, you know their yards are damaged and then it's like up to the people to fix it themselves so yeah. they have to like spend their own money on bleach and sandbags and stuff like uh, that that's so
1: frustrating i i know not i can't to go imagine back, not to go back and you to can't our just move yeah yeah exactly and um not to go back to our communist discussion okay. but like it but just like this is the responsibility of the state or the responsibility of the country to take care of its people. And instead, we're like, yeah, uh, yeah figure this out yourself. and uh, Or small towns like this. Oh, you don't have enough money? Sorry. Like, it's just so on the individual level, and it's so frustrating that people are drinking sewage water, and, like...
0: It's so much. So yeah, up, the mayor like, likes it. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the mayor, but is the drinking, mayor like, likes a brown it. glass of water. <laughs> He's not even using a Brita.
1: Maybe the whole <laughs> issue is that the mayor is colorblind, and he just, like, can't see... He Maybe he doesn't have any sense of taste or smell. Oh, anyway, man. that that's a very frustrating piece. That's definitely, like, a very large and sad thorn. Are they... Are they going... Do you think that these lawsuits are going to do anything?
0: Um, I hope so. I hope it... So it's featured in Guardian. Like, I hope it gets more press. And I think that, like, there would need to be probably more public pressure. Mm. But, I mean, they have to. Yeah. Um, And hopefully with Biden's new EPA... Like, I'm sure Trump's EPA didn't help for the last four years. So hopefully have like a more responsible EPA um
1: hopefully,
0: hopefully but who knows
1: I just but yeah it's I mean it is on. an environmental
0: racism issue yeah. like because there have been studies specifically on like flooding and this type of issue and the studies have shown that like mo- this mostly happens in black latinx and indigenous communities so yeah. just goes to show that this doesn't have to be the case yeah, you don't have to
1: live like this, but you don't have to do. drink poop
0: water. <laughs> and yeah. this goes back to I think last week we were talking about how commo- the commoditization of water happens because yeah. when our public utilities are messed up, then um then people have to buy privatized water and then Oh, the water. plastic water bottles.
1: Yeah, the water bottle situation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't buy. That's what happened in Flint? Don't buy bottled water if you don't have to. Like it, these places are not. <laughs> Lots of reasons for it, but yeah, yeah. Um, cool. So yeah, that's my thorn. <laughs> uh, the um, that's a very sad so- thorn. And if you could send me, I'd like to. I want to read more about that. That's yeah. In our Yeah, because it's like
0: in Illinois. And yeah. the other thing is, it's like so. Like I said at the beginning, it's a twelve-minute drive to St. Louis. So, and you can see the arches of St. Louis, like from Centerville. so it's just it's so close to like a metropolitan area that mm-hmm. ha- has a lot of has a lot more affluence and like doesn't have these sorts of issues, and it's just it's messed up.
1: That's just like like um how in Chicago, um there's an area of Chicago um called uh oh my god how am i blinking where is the university of chicago located Hyde Park Hyde Park so there's an area of chicago called Hyde Park and the area right next to Hyde Park um they maybe just like a few blocks difference that's like probably a 20 year um uh age of death rate like i think wow. in Hyde Park it's like 80 something and then in the neighborhood that's right next door to it it's like 60 something and so like my point is that, like, the way that our systems are set up and communities are set up and the way that everything is financed, you can have that kind of situation where, like, there is a suburb, Centerville, just, like, a few miles from a place that could be really affluent and have the most beautiful crystal water in the world, um, yeah. and because they can finance their community, right? So, yeah, um. Not to go yeah, on Yeah, St. Louis tangent. is just
0: drinking from like a crystal geyser, <laughs> and the mayor of <laughs> Centerville can no longer distinguish.
1: <laughs> he thinks he's drinking out of a. He, he, he drinks out of a. Um, a yeah, okay, he's like, is this
0: Poland to spring? It's so good. <laughs>
1: And when people told him, he was like, "Excuse me, like, he's like drinking yeah. like the that's largest." That's the funniest
0: part. That's the funniest part to me is he's like, "What? <laughs> the water's
1: messed up." And it's been like years of this. <laughs> just- that's that's what the <laughs> he most Spits it all out. He's like, what? Well, excuse me." <laughs> oh my um, God. Okay. Okay. So, um, my rose is a rose and it's also like a really weird thing (laughs) i want to say that our roses can sometimes be uh weird and that's what i'm gonna oh they're gonna they can sometimes be really horny roses so um this one just like the title of the piece is crazy so i read this in the new york times it's uh thieves nationwide are slithering under cars swiping catalytic converters (laughs) I saw that, and I immediately clicked on it. So, like, kudos to the staff that does headlines. I like can't <laughs> I think it's a great headline, and I immediately wanted to read it. So, thank you guys. Um, so, what's happening? First off, I guess, Lucia, do you know what a catalytic converter is?
0: It's the part under a car that makes it go go room room.
1: Okay, yeah. So it it's also like, well, I don't know actually. <laughs> who was that
0: there was some noise
1: (laughs) um a catalytic converter is an emissions control device that since um then since 1975 all gasoline trucks and cars have to have one on it it's like really important um it trying to curb the amount of emissions that um that cars shoot off into the shoot off into the air um and it's also um, on electric cars it's like a big important part of electric cars and it's it's stationed but like kind of between the muffler and the engine that's like where it is um and it's it has it's made of like these incredibly precious gems which makes sense for like anything that is sustainable I feel like it's always like <laughs> made out of some sort of gem but it is made out of palladium and rhodium which are like incredibly oh, I thought you were
0: going to say like diamonds diamond. <laughs>
1: They're made out of emeralds, diamonds and rubies. I want um, my
0: engagement ring to be a catalytic converter. <laughs>
1: Um, and so catalytic converters are really important and um, they used to not be as expensive as they are now. So in uh, just five years ago, a catalytic converter was about 500 um, from about $500 an ounce. The price of palladium um, is now $2,875 an ounce last year. So that's a five year difference. And that's in the reason... In part is because other countries like China are starting to curb their emissions and trying to like keep up with the demand of emissions. That now their cars are going to start requiring catalytic converters, and so now catalytic converters are like, you know, as demand. What is the thing? If demand goes up, then uh, price goes up. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. So it's
0: economy. It
1: econ- got the economy. <laughs> um, and so what's happening is people are as the new york times says slithering under cars cutting and hacksawing just sawing off these catalytic converters to sell them to get the money for um palladium and rhodium and and this sounds like oh this can't be that frequent but it is so frequent it's (laughs) even just last year the cases of um, catalytic converter thefts has tripled just in the last year and um like lots of people are going under cars that now garages have to be incredibly aware of this of this uh of, of this phenomenon um and yeah and it, it you know it's kind of like this weird um why
0: did i even go to college i could just slither under cars
1: <laughs> yeah. it went up it went up from 191 to 547 cases and that's just in one that's in one county of of kansas it's like went up that high because people are just like jacking off this catalytic converters but i think the point of of my piece really is that you know as we start to look more toward a sustainable future which is really good so like it's great that china is finally you know trying to curb their car emissions right but now and I'm sure in part is also because our economy is like trash right now because of COVID-19. Like these machines that we use are are just so valuable. And so people yeah. would rather, you know, sell a catalytic converter than let a car have a catalytic converter. Um, and also these... I think these it's catalytic. Catalytic. Catalytic? Catalytic. How have I been saying it? Catalytic. <laughs> well people know right people know say it again
0: cat wait let me double check the spelling Catal catalytic
1: cattle have i been saying catalytic catalytic <laughs> okay <laughs> i actually just
0: subtle enough that i thought if people are listening
1: <laughs> i actually like googled it this word it might become a
0: meme okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> i googled the word and had it pronounced to me like earlier really? today and i must have just like been so assured Ca- that catalytic. i catalytic 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 well guys <laughs> doesn't matter anyway you know what i'm talking about
0: <laughs> wait but i don't understand why the pr- why it's more valuable if emissions are going down if it's what's well, not it's that it's also
1: on uh, an electric car well it's not that it's not going the prices aren't going up because emissions are going down the prices are going up because more people are using it. More people, like more Uh, countries are buying it and put like in bulk, like China for their cars. And now people who buy their cars, gasoline cars, they need to have a catalytic catalytic converter on it. And so that's like part of the reason why it's going up. Another reason that they mentioned only briefly is that um, a lot of these um, precious gems um, are mined in Africa and um, there's, So many issues with that, which we don't have to get into right now. But because of COVID-19, there just hasn't been as much production of palladium and rhodium. And so that in turn causes like, you know, maybe a decrease in the production of these actual converters. And then, you know, the price goes up, things like that. So um, but (laughs) that's to say is that people are stealing these... (laughs) and selling them and um, so watch your cars yeah I guess and it's I just like can't believe it's like that frequent so if you park on the yeah. street and you have one it's like you need to be kind of aware that that, that could be, be a piece a fun,
0: that would be a fun uh, uh, character in a fiction novel is a catalytic converter thief
1: catalytic, catalytic. catalytic. say I said it that time that's good oh. I bet in
0: the winter it's going down but that's still good to know
1: well, this was just published, so I don't know if that's true. I feel like it might go up. Dang. Um but yeah, I I thought that was interesting because I I know we talk about we've talked about um lithium ion batteries on here before, perhaps I mm-hmm. think, and how they contain certain um valuable minerals. Is it minerals, gems in it? And so um that's an issue as well as like these resources aren't going to be there forever. And also mining these resources is riddled with human rights abuses. So that's another issue in like the sustainability field um, when you're trying to come up with more sustainable options for electric powered cars or for something like, like this converter. So I guess this was kind of a, (laughs) this was kind of a rose because everyone's trying their best, but it's a thorn because people are slithering under your car so. <laughs> but it's
0: also a rose because it's a great headline
1: yeah i think that's that's probably the biggest rose so uh <laughs> thanks new york times you really did it this time you did it this time
0: yeah um okay thanks michael barbaro who probably wrote that headline <laughs> <laughs> he's the only person on new york times i know <laughs>
1: Just really quick, when we were in when we were in school, we had someone come and talk to us about the importance of headlines. And I remember mm-hmm. sitting in that class being like, pooey, like this is stupid. And now I'm like, I literally clicked on this article because it used the word slithering.
0: I wonder if they had to fight for slithering.
1: Well, it's in the article too, so I think they just pulled oh, okay. it from the piece. Anyway.
0: Headline politics. <laughs> Headline politics. Um mine is a true mine is a true rose. Okay. Rose for the ages. Okay. Um, it's also from The Guardian, and it is about Biden's um plan to have a conservation corps, um, which is something that my work is actually working on. So I, it's near and dear to my heart. Uh-huh. And um so the title of the article Biden's New Conservation Corps stirs hopes of nature focus hiring spree. So do um, I was going to ask, do you know anything about the Civilian Conservation Corps? But I'm just going to steamroll ahead, because I'm still going to talk about it. Um, (laughs) So basically, during the Great Depression, US unemployment was at about 25%. -hmm. And there were also major environmental issues. Like, there was a lot of flooding, and there was a lot of deforestation. And so President Roosevelt created famously um, something called the Civilian Conservation Corps, CCC, um, as part of his new deal to tackle all the issues at once. A uh, literal quote from him is, this is like killing two birds with one stone, or this is killing two birds with one stone, something like that. Um, so basically, they want to bring it back. Um, so to give you a little background on the program, it, was, it went for nine years. Uh, people called it the tree army. Um, <laughs> it it oh. uh, gave jobs to three million different job, three million jobless American men. Um, it they planted more than three billion trees, paved one hundred twenty five thousand miles of roadways, erected three thousand fire lookouts. They fought forest fires um, and then a lot of like major trails and structures that people use today was created by them so like places at grand canyon and pacific coast trail um and yeah so president roosevelt was like yeah this will help the environment and people and um it's exactly what we need now yeah. so there have actually been a few um there have been a few uh wh- what do you call when lawmakers bring a law not ex- Suggestion, not a suggestion. Whatever. There have been a few. Uh, there's a new word. There have been a few uh,
1: proposals.
0: Proposals. There we go. Okay. So there have been a few proposals. One is the president or President Durbin. I wish um, Dick <laughs> Durbin, uh, Illinois representative. Um, he presented the Renew Conservation Corps, which would basically be. The the same thing um be like a new version of that which would uh, give jobs to all these people who are now jobless because of the pandemic um and then there's another lawmaker in another state who also presented like something similar um and so now biden having nothing to do with either of those has presented this (laughs) um so basically this idea has been going around um so he has like presented all these executive orders, and this uh, idea for the Conservation Corps has been part of that. So now the Department of Interior, Agriculture, and other departments have 90 days to create uh, like an official plan. And um, this will be like also part of getting us on track to conserve 30% of lands and water by 2030, which is the 30 by 30 plan, is like another thing that Biden has talked about, and a lot of other lawmakers. Um, so, like, beyond planting trees, projects projects would include mitigating wildfire risks, protection, protecting watershed health, improving outdoor recreation access, probably some, like, urban agriculture mm-hmm. projects and retrofitting buildings. Um, there are thousands of government buildings which now need to be energy efficient. So, things like that. Um, and this could, like, potentially employ millions of people, at least hundreds of thousands to start, and there is an infinite amount of work to be done, um, and so, like, the only constraint would be how much money Congress is willing to give for this. Um, but it's, like, it's really cool and I think so exciting because it, like, could... Bring all these young people, because this would probably be aimed at like younger people, mm-hmm. um, so like college age students, twenties, like early twenties, mid twenties, probably. Um, there would be education stipends that would be part of it, and also of course payment, and it would like introduce all these people to environmental jobs. Um, which would be really cool and, like, provide really um, practical on-the-job training and, like, build career pipelines because it could, like, there would be a lot of people probably learning how to install solar and wind and, like, restore habitats and um, it'd be an investment and, in, like, in a movement towards new industries. Um, but also, that being said, the CCC was uh, really, there was a lot of racism and sexism. It was only allowed, me- only men were allowed, mm-hmm. and um, and the camps were fully segregated. And so, like, they need um, youth of color to be represented overwhelmingly because also conservation is, like, typically a really white field. Yeah. Um, and so they want to change that. Also, there was a quote from... So there, there's a conservation core right now, which is like, um, I think it's sort of like a gap year program, but it's like young people can do environmental jobs. It's, I think it's similar to like AmeriCorps. Or it's connected to that. Yeah. And
1: isn't that, isn't just AmeriCorps also does environmental jobs?
0: Yeah. There, there's part of that. I think this would m- be like a more sweeping program that would try to employ lots of people where like AmeriCorps, it pays so little. Mm. It really is like, it feels like a volunteer well? job.
1: Would this pay well?
0: I think it would pay probably better, um, hopefully, than AmeriCorps. I would yeah. hope, I think I think the goal would be to, because like this, the CCC really did give men, like young unemployed men, a, a solid wage um, yeah. and like a path to work. Um, so yeah, like something that, I think it was the director of the conservation corps said is like, there's a, always a fear that these types of national service programs become gap years for upper middle-class suburban white kids, yeah. which dang.
1: That's, that's true, very true.
0: True that. And so, yeah, there's like a huge emphasis with them wanting this to like really bring diversity into the field. So yeah. super exciting. And actually I just read a short story, um, oh. about, about, like it's fiction. Um and it's about women in like these two women in the nineteen thirties around this time and they like are sort of they go to like towns and they find rich men there and then they like steal stuff from them. And they're sort of g- Hoods Yeah, they're sort of Robin Hoods. Um and and so they go to this like town where the conservation the civilian conservation corps is working and they're going up to this mountain because they were promised to go to this really fancy party but they end up going to they end up in uh this like big hall and they're like where are we and all it's the ghosts of like 30 conservation corps guys who died in an avalanche when they were building this place oh my gosh so freaky but it was it was interesting because it was also like talking about the conservation corps and like how lonely it was at times because they would live at these conservation corps camps Mm -hmm. and so like they would go out for a period of maybe like three months or so to like work at um a camp to like build say a lodge somewhere so
1: it would be really interesting
0: hopefully exciting and hopefully it actually works
1: yeah i was gonna say hopefully congress passes it i just i wouldn't you know like um the conservative party often just comes up with absolute bullshit for why they don't yeah they don't pass things and i'm like why would what could they possibly (sighs) come up they'd probably say it's radical or something they just like wouldn't be like this is part of they would probably just
0: say like we don't have the money for it, or something. But yeah,
1: they'd say something. That's also not true. Yeah. But people
0: love Roosevelt, and he did this, so it's like it's proven to work. Like this did help restore the economy.
1: So, so I hope so. it. I hope it passes then. I know. And I hope that our student debt is forgiven.
0: I know. I hope that all of it is taken away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> a, great, As a great. If it Rose. didn't happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I was listening to one of Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's live streams or her like Instagram live videos. And uh, somebody was like, should we lose hope? (laughs) I saw that one. And she was like, no, like it's okay. And I'm like, please, please. Well,
0: the fact that Chuck Schumer wants it like does cuz he's really a more conservative. He's like a centrist. Yeah, he's definitely a more of a centrist. He's not radical. And the fact that he is pushing for $50,000 does give me hope. Yeah, so. and it's because
1: it's not radical. It's like it's so not. basic. It's like and also $50,000 like doesn't cover half of some people's. Yeah. So like it's not radical at all. Anyway, this isn't about that. This is about the environment. I'm just saying like would we could just slap that onto the con- conservation core. <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool
0: but also to everyone else yeah
1: that's true (laughs) um well this was a good episode lucia do you have a good one do you have any final words um
0: what are my final words um you know get some sleep people
1: that's really important thank you and i was
0: actually i had sort of like a spiritual realization last night because i was like I I do believe in multiple lives. That's not part of us. But I was like, <laughs> maybe in a past life, like, I w- didn't have time to sleep. Like, who knows, like, what? I, I feel so privileged to live a life now where I have, like, time to sleep. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't live in, like, a super disturbing environment or something. And... And, but I still don't get any sleep. And I was like, take advantage of this, because who knows where I'll be in my next life. I could be living in a coal mine in my next life.
1: Yeah, living Inside in coal the coal mine. mine. <laughs> like Gollum or something.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so get some sleep, people.
1: Uh, yeah, and let's talk again about past lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> go figure out what some of yours were and then we'll bring we'll bring it we'll back bring it back then...
1: well comment comment in the comment section about what past lives you think you had and where do you think your life is going